Join us as we take you into the eyes of two crime scene investigators. Stories that are so heinous, unpredictable, violent, unique, foul, brutal, and sexual. Get ready because you're about to listen to The Voices Out of Darkness. Welcome back, guys. We want to bring you to our next episode. Shelly, how are you? Doing good. Excited to be here. Uh, I just want to start off on a high note, so give me something good. What happened? I had a TikToker a while back uh, reach out to me on my TikTok, which is at Crime Scene 31 but uh, and asked me questions about getting hired on, and she sent me a message the other day, all excited, because she got it hired on as a crime scene investigator. And I told her I'm so proud of her. Nice. So that's always, you know, and again, like I said, last episode, it's really cool when you guys reach out to us and share with us that you've succeeded or that you've, you know, that you're in the process or that you took the written and passed. Please do that because we really want to know. We love hearing those stories. Definitely. It's so encouraging. Absolutely. And The field of forensics, or I guess field forensics specifically, CSIs, I really do think it's a small bit of us. I mean, for every CSI, what, there's like 70 to 100 cops? Yes. Uh I that is not an official statistic. That is just what I know of California. (laughs) You didn't do your science on that? You know what I mean? Yes. And it's really neat to connect with other forensic professionals in the field, whether that's, you know, any forensic related profession it's just neat to connect with you guys or people who are trying to get into the field i love that shit absolutely and when we started this what do we say we're not doing this to get famous we're here to help you guys get your jobs yeah if you're on the job and you want to share a story or if you're on the job and i mean everybody's got stories and we're here for each other because that's what we're here for yeah so yeah and it's hard to get into, I think, because it's not, there's not a step one, do this, step two, do this, because it's so new, I would say, in the span of the timeline of humanity, you know? So, and I don't know, would you agree that maybe, I, from my perspective, it seems like forensics has only been taken seriously from the public eye since the O.J. Simpson trial, since these TV shows that have come out and made it popular. I feel like before then, you know, 1800s, when you have the founding fathers of forensics trying to make this a legitimate science, people were like, meh. I I do agree with that. I think that the CSI effect uh, has had a huge influence on bringing forensics to the forefront and what it does to cases. And even on a day-to-day basis, we have detectives come to us. And really, it's a lot about what, forensics can do for their case and so yeah if there's any detectives out there that want to reach out send us an email if you have a case that forensics was a huge hit on and, and we'll get into that later because i've got a couple stories uh or cases that i worked that were pretty cool um where forensics actually made the case awesome what about you what uh what highlight do you have this week shell <laughs> so i'm just gonna keep it real with y'all because I'm a very blunt person and it, <laughs> it is, is what it nervous. is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I had a crime scene, I think maybe about a month ago, it's been that I've been dealing with this, where my legs just got bitten 
to pieces. I don't know if it was like a tick or some sort of mite or mosquitoes. They just went at my legs and they went at the part of my legs that is not covered with uniform. You know, my sock only goes up so far. And then the shorts I wear under my pants don't cover my entire thigh. So that weird section in between where my (laughs) knee is and my leg pit behind the knee. uh, Can you call that a leg pit? You can call it whatever you want to okay. call it. I'm, I'm interested <laughs> in what's going to happen here. <laughs> Just pure terror on my legs. Oh my it gosh. looked like chicken pox, essentially. Oh, no. uh, so I am happy to say my week's highlight is that that cleared up. Oh, well, that's good. Uh, yeah, so joys of the job. Yeah. Yeah, I texted my vehicle partner, and I was like, girl, there's something in the vehicle. And she's like, uh, no. <laughs> she's like, I would have gotten bit too. Like I, you know, and so I was like, oh, shoot. I guess it was, I mean, it's not from my house. It's not from my bed or anything. Yeah. So definitely from that crime scene. When I looked back on it, I was like, ah, shoot. Well, and I think that's that's uh, that's valuable because you bring up a part of the job that for, first of all, I'm glad it's clearing up. So that's <laughs> thank <important>. you, thank <laughs> you. Because as your team leader, I don't want to be doing the paperwork on it. But <laughs> yeah. second of all, uh, that's part of the job that's real, and I love that you kept it real because that's what we're all about. And so, yeah, you know, those of you guys that want to get into this job, or those of you that have been on this job, know what it's like, or are going to know what it's like because this is the stuff that's never talked about. You know, and so Definitely. you do get bit by bugs. You do get bit by spiders, You whatever the case may be. And I mean, that's the real part of the job. So thanks for keeping yeah. it real. Or by even animals trying to protect their owners. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> you know? Even by canines. You can ask a lot of police officers. Yeah. Sometimes canines will give you a little nip. So I thought it would be fun, as I had mentioned last episode, to talk a little bit about favorite parts of the job. I guess I've worked with you for almost a year now. Has it been that long? Yeah, I guess so. Huh? And I don't know what your favorite aspect of all of this is. I mean, you seem pretty stoked to do everything <laughs> that crime scene investigation entails. Uh, but I don't know what particularly initially drew you to the job. Uh, and then is that still kind of your favorite aspect of the job? Yeah, I think uh, I shared in the first episode um why I do what I do. And it has to do with the girl that was kidnapped, uh, Nadia. But, um, you know, honestly, the, the greatest part of this job for me is that every day is different. Every Mm -hmm. single day is different. And what, what really kind of gives me a thrill, I guess, uh, for lack of better terms, is that, you know, for one second, everything could be calm. And then in another second, it can turn to shit. Yeah. I mean, you can have a plane crash and now you've got stuff happening that, you know, you're going into incident command and unified command or, you know, you're going to have to call agencies and it just turns into a pile of, you know, crap. Um, Just like we had when we were working that arson homicide. I know I I feel like I keep bringing this up, but (laughs) that arson homicide, as it was still being put out. Our whole team's there, you know, waiting to stand by to see what's going to happen because we didn't know a body was in there. Uh, we're getting called to a stabbing. Ah, there's a shooting. Ah, there's another stabbing. Um, and I'm not saying like, yippee, people are getting <laughs> stabbed and shot. But it is an exciting part of the job just because it's unpredictable. Yeah. And like you said, it is different all the time. And that's what keeps 
our interest or what's it's what keeps my interest at least absolutely and and you're right yeah. that night was it turned to crap that night because yeah. we had that one arson where there was a body and we found the second body in there later but yeah. uh we had what was a stabbing and two shootings and yeah. we had a the team had to break apart and respond to you know the different crime scenes to handle and, and then, then go back to the arson. Exactly. And go back to the arson. So I think that's what's cool for me. I could tell you the call that I don't like the most, and oh. that's residential burglaries. Oh, okay. Yeah. And it's got another. I just, <laughs> for some reason, I just don't like residential burglaries. Yeah. They bug me. Um, and I don't know if it's because I was a victim and, you know, it's a weird feeling, but it just, there's something about residential burglaries that just makes me feel not right. <laughs> Just grind your gears. It just grinds my gears. It's just I don't know what it is, and so I don't like processing those scenes. Um, of course, uh, yeah. Uh, How rude! Can yeah, they rude. can they take their emergency yeah, somewhere that's else? Right. Code three by our by our studio. <laughs> Um, but those are the scenes. But I love working major scenes. I love working the scenes that last forever. I love working the scenes that combine the team together and work together as a team because those are fun for me. Mm. And I think everybody's perspective is great. Uh, every scene is unique. Everybody's perspective is unique. Um, and working it together as a team, I'm a huge team player. I love working as a team. Uh, so I think then any scene that we can do that, I like doing. So I don't, I don't like being an individual. I don't like individuals in this job. And that's if, if that's what you want to be as an individual, it's probably not CSI crime scene investigation specifically is probably not the best place for you. I mean, you can still find a place in forensics, whether it be a fingerprint examiner, if you don't like being part of a team or an analyst or something like that. But at the end of the day, um, I like working with a team. Yeah. That's probably why you hate residential burgs because that's pretty much a solo <laughs> that's probably you know what there's it is. no need to have a whole team there right for a resberg right i think also something that i don't like about resbergs either is that you're limited forensically on how you can help the victim yes because it's a residence so normally there's more than one person living there so now you have multiple profile dna profiles so even if i were to swab something I need everybody in that house's exemplar. You yes. know, I need their buckle swab to eliminate that from the potential suspect. On top of that, there's so many stipulations that need to happen for a suspect's DNA profile to be entered into CODIS. That's right. Um, CODIS is the com combined DNA index system. DNA index system. Oh, no. <laughs> you failed that test, didn't you? Well, we know what question you got wrong on the exam. Yeah. I'm like, the co part? Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, I can't just swab anything and be like, enter it into CODIS, and then beep, 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 and then it's going to spit out, oh, yeah, this guy was, you know, this guy needs to have been arrested before for felony charges. And it needs to be a good sample on top of that. It can't just be like he just brushed by the window. And what's hard is that for me, on top of all that, residential burgs to the victim are so personal. You know, yes. someone broke into your safe space and yes. violated it. That sucks. And yes. so they want the full nine done. They want you to roll the whole damn team out there and 
throw luminol. You know, they don't yes, even know do. <laughs> that that's not going to help. They see it from TV uh-huh. knowing that, oh, we can get a fingerprint on this, 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 and this. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And you have to let them down every time. Yeah. <laughs> it just sucks. Very bad news. I yeah. will say, though, uh, you do get into people's personal lives on birds because you yeah. do see what people have or do in their personal lives uh-huh. uh, in their drawers, in their underwear drawer, what kind of underwear they wear because uh-huh. the suspect, not that I'm going through anybody's underwear drawer, but that <laughs> because the suspect had pulled the drawers open and ransacked uh-huh. it and now you see, you know, uh, some sex toys or, yeah. you know, the type of underwear they're wearing mm-hmm. or whatever the case may be. Now, as professionals, we do have to remain uh, conscious of that and Stay professional. And neutral. neutral. And neutral, yes, yes. And I'm not, I don't judge anybody. That's my rule. I don't judge anybody. So, yeah. uh, but it is sometimes a little humorous when you walk away from those. So. It is. I definitely, well, and because if there's things in the scene that have clearly been moved or disturbed, I ask the victim, like, hey, was this like this? Or, you know, did you just happen to have four frames of fat cats? by your bedside (laughs) like was this here before or you know if one of them's down hey maybe there's a fingerprint on the glass part you know but you know you just kind of have to ask those questions but definitely seen some interesting (laughs) stuff well i had a case it was uh this is gonna get really not personal on my end but on their end but it was uh i was fingerprinting and and collecting dna on a nightstand and inside the nightstand drawer was a about a 14 inch dildo Ayo. yeah yeah whoa <laughs> yeah. and so uh of course you know the male there called it in he got home and so i asked him um okay so to get the exemplars how many people live in the house and he says oh nobody just me oh yeah and i'm like oh, okay my. right 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 yeah you know <laughs> Good for you. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, this is, I just need your DNA, your buckle swab, and uh, we'll move forward. So, bada bing, uh, bada boom. Yeah. <laughs> hey, whatever floats your boat, man. So, and again, no judgment on my end. Yeah. Just, uh, it, it's just one of those funny things. Yeah. So. How about you? Uh, I would say, I think what drew me the most of this job is that every, well, not to sound like a broken record, but every crime scene is a little different. And I really enjoy having that puzzle of putting together possibly what happened, an approximate sequence, potentially trying to figure this out so that it can help me better process the scene, look for the evidence I need to in order to help the victim. Um, Like you said, our job predominantly, if not entirely, is to remain unbiased. Right. Um, sometimes you do get tunnel vision, you know, depending on what detectives are telling you something, if officers are telling you something, if you see security video footage. So you got to try not to do that. But I do think that's my favorite aspect of it. Uh, I also think that's why a shot up vehicle is my favorite type of crime scene. Okay. Uh, I also do hate resbergs. Okay. For the multitude of reasons We're I just explained. We're good around the same page. Yeah. But I, I, I do not know a CSI that enjoys residential burglaries. Okay. I guess I've never asked anybody that question. That's yeah. funny. Because when I was trying to get into the field, I went on a few ride-alongs with different agencies and an agency neighboring to us. That's predominantly what they deal with. Oh, wow. And uh, these CSIs just look 
miserable. <laughs> they were just like, ha, ha, ha. because you're so limited, and there's, yeah, you know, yeah. they're just like, yeah. oh, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> but I love a shot up vehicle because it's like you, depending on where the vehicle shot, like say it shot in the glass anywhere on top of the vehicle. Now I could possibly put a sequence together of which shots were fired, right. depending on how the glass is fragmented. Uh, or even if it's shot up within the body of the vehicle, how the paint's fragmenting, or if it just sort of ricocheted off the car, you could tell the directionality of it. I love it. It's so much fun to me. And then when a bullet goes into the vehicle, now I have presence to find. I got to find that bullet, My, right. that uh, jacket fragment, or just bullet fragments. If I'm lucky, there's some casings nearby. It really gets me going. <laughs> now, let me ask you this, because I've worked with you on scenes like that. Uh -huh. When you can't find the bullet, does it bother you? It keeps me up <laughs> at night. <laughs> and it's such a pathetic thing. But yeah, that really does bug me. I try so hard to pull apart a car without damaging it to get a bullet. Yes. Especially if I don't have casings nearby yes. or anything to, you know, and say it's the perfect crime. We have a cooperative victim. Uh, there's surveillance video of our suspect clear as day and they're at large. Then, yeah, I'm going to go the full nine to try to get that bullet. But, you know, sometimes vehicles have been moved. It's not always yeah. the perfect crime scene. And the bullets probably two streets down on where they initially got shot, and, you know. And and when you're doing reconstructions or trajectory, you yeah. know, because I love that too. I love oh. the trajectory. That's so much fun. Yes. You put the rods through the holes and stuff. But what um, I want a lot of people to understand out there, the listeners to understand, is that if a vehicle is moved, it throws a whole trajectory off. 100%. Because the topography changes, the angle of the street changes and stuff like that. So a true reconstruction cannot be um, I don't want to say cannot be, but there's a lot of factors that have to be taken into account. And yeah. it's a lot more difficult to try to reconstruct something like that. Now, we can get an idea of an area, but if you're actually going to do a tree reconstruction, it's very difficult to once the vehicle's moved. Yeah. I had a couple years ago an OIS uh, officer shot multiple times into a moving vehicle and they wanted me to down the line, I think both ends of the, I don't know where it was, the civil suit, the legal suit, wherever it was in the courts thought more needed to be done. And they wanted a full trajectory report done on the shot up vehicle. So I was like, hell yes, give it to me. <laughs> so that was a lot of fun to do, but because the vehicle had been moved, now it's in a storage facility. This is not that time necessarily has a big factor in it. If it's, the vehicle's well-preserved, but in court, I had to give, as you normally do, a lot of approximates, but I had to be even more, you know, well, generally or approximately giving all those roundabout sort of adjectives to describe yes. what I think most likely happened. And because I wasn't allowed to view the really good surveillance video footage apparently oh. there was of this entire incident uh, because they didn't want that to influence how I was processing, which it shouldn't anyways. The evidence will just tell me what's what. Right. But, you know, detectives. <laughs> like, okay, buddy, sure. I get it. I get it. But yeah, definitely screws with the investigation a little bit when evidence is moved. 
Yes. Or it's like when an officer will grab a handgun and start, you know, fingering it to, yeah. to you know, look at the serial number or put a, a breathe on it. And it's uh-huh. like, I think if there's any CSI officers out there that they know what we're talking about because oh, it, it's frustrating. God. Yeah. They're all repeat offenders. <laughs> all of them. Yep. yep. EMTs stepping on stuff, taking it away in their boots, firefighters. Yes. Have you heard the term evidence mangling technician? No, I've never EMT. heard that. Is yeah. that what it is? EMT? <laughs> yeah. I mean, and I'm not poking. You know, we love our EMTs. Yes, yes, we do. Yes, it's just do. funny because you like to give them a hard time for them leaving all their crap all yeah. over the scene. It's like the paramedics. Oh. Um, Shots fired. Shots fired. <laughs> yeah. No, I got a lot of friends that are paramedics. Love you guys out there, especially when it, when we get hurt and you don't make it hurt anymore. But, yeah. uh, you know, and, and luckily for us, we've done a lot of training with our uh, fire. We have a great relationship with our fire department. And so a lot of them, if they've worked in our city for enough time, they get it. And so, um, yeah. but. Even I appreciate a lot of our sergeants do remind Patrol, be aware. You need to make taping off that crime scene a priority. You need to make preserving the evidence a priority. Uh, and I actually really appreciate that because my last agency, that was not a thing ever really talked about. Um, and I could only give training every so often. So I do appreciate that our agency now kind of makes their officers aware of that. Yeah. I think one thing that needs to be kind of worked on more is crime scene integrity though, because for sure, even though we put that yellow tape up, the people out there, if you see yellow tape up, this is please tape or crime scene. Do not cross. Don't cross it. Means nothing. <laughs> yeah. Not yeah. a, it's not a suggestion. It's no. not a recommendation. You it's- could put it in multiple <laughs> languages and people are still going to uh, walk past it. It's exactly. like, oh, yeah. Disrespect. So. <laughs> Well, very cool. Well, uh, I love that conversation. I love keeping it real. Um, anything else? No, I am stoked to get into Well, you made me realize I say stoked a lot. I guess I'm just <laughs> stoked all the time, but I'm really passionate about this. I love, so. that. I love that you're stoked. Yeah. I'm excited next week to talk a little bit more about some questions and responses that we've got online uh, through your TikTok account, through my Instagram. I have a little forensic Instagram on the side for my personal one called Keeves on the case. Yes. It's a bit of my last name. And I've gotten some really fun questions that I just wanted to ask your input, Mike, uh, expand a little more on. And I'm interested to see what you're getting on TikTok, too. All right. Definitely. Yeah. And uh, yes. So if you do have questions for us, uh, by all means, reach out to us because we want to answer those questions. We want to answer all of your questions that you may have, whether you're trying to get a job in forensics or CSI or whether you are currently a CSI and you want something to share, by all means, reach out to us. Shelly, what's our email? Voicesoutofdarkness at gmail.com. All right. So email us so we can uh, bring it out on the uh, podcast. And so, um, yeah, that's it. Looking forward to it. All right, guys. So we'll see you on the next episode, Voices Out of Darkness. See you on the next episode of Voices Out of Darkness. All right. See you next week.